0: Know your role. Stay in your lane. Do your job. Mind your business. These are phrases we hear or say in the world all the time, right? But what about when it comes to God and your relationship with him? Do you know your role? Do you know God's role? Are you stepping on his toes thinking you know the plan for your life better than he does? Are you actually doing your part and what lies from the enemy have you been believing oh man this episode is jam-packed and I'm so ready to share all the goods with you Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl-next-door Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. Alright y'all, this one right here. It's one of the ones I started a while back and then the Lord took me in a different direction. So here we are today to drop this episode and speak all he has for me to speak and share with you. It's something he's worked on in me and through me and something I still have to work on over and over and over again because, well... Well, because I'm human and because I live in this world, and if you really want to know my thoughts, it's because other people are a trip. There, I said it. (laughs) People in this world are a trip. Isn't it so much easier to blame our actions on other people, blame things on this world, blame someone or something else or some outside circumstance or situation? It really is, right? And although we might call it blame, sometimes it's actually a legit reason or explanation. Now, I don't want to talk about all of that today, but what I do want to talk about is your role in your life here and God's role in your life here. And, well, as believers, we need to know our role. You need to know your role. I need to know my role. So throughout the next like 18 or so minutes, you'll probably hear me say it over and over and over again. Know your role. And my prayer and hope is that by the end of this episode, that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you and helping you understand this teaching in your own life. Because although you may relate to my examples, and let me tell you, there are a lot of basketball ones today, so hang in there with me. But that's kind of my point of praying that the Holy Spirit hits you and speaks to you with your own life examples. Basketball for me was such a huge part of my life, and the Holy Spirit often, like very often, will show me instances or circumstances or situations with basketball that help me understand His truth and His teaching in my life. So that's actually how it's easier for me to share with. You you. And throughout, I'll try to add in some other examples too that may apply better to your life, but they don't always come out as easily because that's your life and that's not how I learn. Oh, okay. Did you, did you actually hear that? Sure. Like we can learn from other people's mistakes, or at least it sounds like a good statement to make, but There's some situations and lessons the Lord has for us in our lives that we will only fully understand and comprehend by our own experiences or by examples in our own lives. So I pray right now that as you're listening to me, that the Holy Spirit will show you what you need to see, that he will show you examples and situations in your own life that relate to these points today, and that he will give you clear direction and an assignment to take action on right away by the end of this episode. So let's get right into this. Know your role. Now, let me clarify right off the bat with this one, because I don't want to end up on another lesson about gifts and about how we're all created differently and uniquely and how the Bible is clear that we are many members of the same body and we each have a role to play. That's not where I want to go with this episode. So if that's what you were thinking, oh, you're in for a surprise. And I hope a fresh perspective and understanding just for you. When I talk about knowing your role today, I'm talking about your role versus God's role. I'm talking about what is your responsibility and what is his responsibility. And I wanna share with you completely openly that we so often get these roles twisted, mixed up, try to pawn our role off on him, try to take his role on ourselves, just all the things. So here we go. I'm breaking it up into some mini sections today to help you understand how I understand it all right now. First, know God's role. What is God's role in this world? What is God's role in your life? So often I think we, well, I know I do, just revert a sentence back to he's God or let God be God or even let go and let God, right? But what does that really mean and how do you actually walk that out in your life? There are so many characteristics of God we can know from his word. And they are confirmed in our lives. There are so many names of God that we can know and call on in seasons of our lives. God's role? He's the creator. He creates. Oh, let me share this tidbit with you right here that I can hopefully give you a little fighting power in your own life right now. God creates, period. You can't create. You can work with what he has already created. But you know who else cannot create? Satan. Satan does not have the power to create. He can only twist and distort and lie about what is already created. So you've got to know that tactic and fight against it with authority. All Satan can do is twist the thoughts you have that are true, that are for your good, that are successful, that are the absolute truth of what God says. All Satan can do is twist those thoughts. Satan cannot create. Please never forget that. All he can do is twist and distort and lie about what God already created. So now you know one of his main tactics. So it's time to fight. It's time to call him out. It's time to tell him exactly where he can go with that plan. And I'm telling you right now, you have the power to talk back to him and get him out of your head. You have that authority. Satan has no authority. He has no authority to be in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your home, so if you're feeling attacked right now in any way, big or small, pause me right now and boldly speak the truth, boldly and powerfully tell Satan to get out, to leave, remind him of who God is and that you know and believe the Lord's truth for your life and for your family. By Satan. You have no right. You have no standing here. You lost your chance. I know the truth now and I stand firm in who God is, in who he created me to be and in how he's using me right now. I guess I I needed to get that out. But I'm telling you, stand up, speak up, fight. Geez, maybe I should have saved that part for the next section, but it was just coming up. So I figured someone listening needed to hear it. And if it's not for you right now, flag this episode anyway, so that if the day comes that you need that power and that chat and that truth and powerful prayer, you can come back to it. Okay, back to knowing God's role. Now, I could go on and on an exhaustive list of what God's role is in this world and in your life. You probably could make a pretty good list yourself. God is creator. God is my healer. God is my redeemer. He is my way maker, my miracle worker, my promise keeper, my light in the darkness, right? He is my hope in times of trouble. He is my peace that surpasses all understanding. He is truth. He is my source of grace. He is my new mercy each morning. He is my savior. He is my Lord. He is my God. Amen to all of that. I wonder what would happen if you sat down with a piece of paper, with a journal, and started to write down a list of who God is in your life, of what his role is in your life. I wonder what that list would look like and what it would include. Now, I know I'm not completely finished with point number one, knowing God's role, but I have to get to point number two, and you'll understand why once we get into it. Point number two is this, know your role. I'm not going to close out the episode yet because you've got some more steps to get in. You've got some more dishes to do. You've got some more of your commute. But if I wanted to just close it out, I could probably do it with this statement right here. Your role is not God's role. And God's role is not your role. Boom. Again, you got it. Your role is not God's role and God's role is not your role. This right here is what can so often and so easily get us into trouble. It sounds easy to say, who am I to think I can do God's job? Yet we try so, so many times, right? I mean, be honest. Have you ever thought you knew better than God? Thought you had the right way to handle the situation? Thought your personal calendar would work better than his no-limit time frame? So if my role isn't God's role, and God's role isn't my role, then what is my role? Well, as a believer, your role is to follow God. Jesus made it clear in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, when he explained to the Pharisees that the most important commandment in the law of Moses is that you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Oh, and also love your neighbor as yourself. That right there is your role. That is my role. That is our responsibility as believers. But it doesn't stop there. That's the foundation. Jesus goes on with what is known as the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is your role. That is my role. That is our role. See, there are clear distinctions when it comes to what roles we have as believers. And I want you to really think about this. God is God. God became man, Jesus, and came to earth to redeem us. Jesus died, rose again, and sits at the right hand of the Father, like still to this day. The Holy Spirit was sent to help us, to basically be God with us and in us. Our comforter, our advocate, our parakletos, which is the Greek word which means to come alongside. But when I think about it, God has roles. Jesus had roles while he was here on earth and now has roles as he lives seated at that right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit has roles too. And none of those roles are my roles. I have my own responsibilities and roles. I need to know my role. And I can't believe I haven't said this yet or that it hasn't come to mind yet, but my main role, like my top number one role obedience to the Lord and his plan for me. He can't do that for me. That's on me. That's my role. Your obedience is on you. Nobody else can do that for you. It's seriously up to you. That's your role. Okay, let me get into my basketball analogies and bring these points together because I want you to finish this episode with the kind of clarity I have about this right now in my life. So if you're a basketball player and God is your coach, let's start there. Do you know sometimes the most frustrating piece of being a coach? It's that you can't get out there and pass and shoot and make the players execute the game plan. You coach, you guide, you draw up the play, you even show them based on experience and times the play worked in the past, but it's their role. It's their responsibility during the game to execute the plan. God has drawn up a winning plan for your life. There is no instance that any situation in your life is drawn up for you to fail. What you may see as failure is actually part of the plan for success. Did you know that there's actually an instance in a basketball game that the intention is to miss the shot? Did you know that? Wait, why would the coach intentionally and purposely draw up a play asking a player to miss the shot? Well, here's the situation the clock is down to a few seconds, your team is down two, and you're shooting one free throw. The problem, though, is that you need two points to tie the game. Scoring one point, one free throw, would in turn give the other team the ball and control, and you're still down by one. But if you purposefully miss the shot, then your team has the chance to grab the offensive rebound and score quickly for two points. See, it's part of the plan in that instance for you to miss the shot. And if you know your role in that situation and you're a team player, you won't worry about your own personal statistics and your personal free throw percentage and you'll miss on purpose for the greater good of the team and following the coach's plan. Have you ever felt like God was asking you to miss a shot? Now, I'm not talking about you choosing to miss the shot because you're lazy. I'm talking about you fully knowing and having confidence that you could complete the assignment, that you're good at it, that you're more than capable. You've done it before and could nearly do it with your eyes closed. But for some reason, God is asking you to miss it, to pass it on to someone else to complete, to step aside, to say no to that opportunity, to let it go. Can you know that your role in that situation is still obedience? Or do you think you know better? See, when it comes to this situation in basketball, younger players don't understand this play. They don't understand purposefully missing and technically purposefully missing with skill because it actually does matter how you miss that shot it's actually potentially a more difficult shot to take than just making it because you're planning to bounce the miss off to the right person to score those two points. Younger players don't understand that a miss for you can mean a win for the team. Younger players don't have the confidence in the coach's plan or their teammates to get their rebound and make that shot. See, this is also why growing in your relationship with God and always maturing is crucial, because as you grow, And as you mature, the game plan gets a little more complex. And just so you know, God has a strategy for every situation. When you think the game is about to end and you seem to be losing, the game's not over. God has a strategy. He does not lose. He cannot lose. Please never forget that. He does not lose and he cannot lose. Oh, and if you didn't catch it earlier... He is not limited by time. So if you think you're losing and running out of time, know that A, God has a strategy and a play to call and B, the clock you see has nothing to do with a limit in his plan. Knowing your role and knowing God's role means that, yes, you operate from your own skills and experiences and gifts and talents, but when the coach calls a play, when God sets up a plan and assignment for you, you trust and obey. You confidently say yes and take action in not what you think will work best, but in His instruction. So remember that, as believers, our role is to be obedient to God's plan, to His will even when it may seem counterproductive to what we see as our own personal success at the moment. Y'all, that one-liner right there. I swear there's one in every episode. God is the coach. You are the player. As believers, our role is to be obedient to God's plan, to His will, even when it may seem counterproductive to what we see as our own personal success at the moment. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and make sure that I get this point to you so clearly today. Remember this, God's role is not your role and your role is not God's role. I've had to learn this so clearly in my own life with people whom I love who are not saved yet. And if you spend any time with me, I will always add the word yet to that statement because I trust and believe that the Holy Spirit is already and always working and the time will come. It's not my role to convince someone to get into an argument, to push, to disrespect. It's not my role to save someone or to even get them saved. And please hear me clearly because this was a lie that Satan tried to keep in me for many, many, many years. I felt inadequate. I felt insecure. I felt like I wasn't a good enough Christian. I felt like God wasn't using me. I felt like I was failing and I was embarrassed to talk about it with anyone. I thought I had to get people saved. I thought it was all on me. The truth the real truth is that I can't change someone's heart. Only God can. I can't convince someone to have faith in God and have a relationship with God. And that's the best news ever because if I can convince you to have a relationship with God, then someone else can convince you not to. My role is not to save others. My role is not to redeem others. I need to know my role. God sent his son Jesus and through Jesus's life, death and resurrection through his sacrifice we can be saved. God through the Holy Spirit is the one, the only one who can change someone's heart. Please don't ever forget that. And I'll share with you from my own personal experience, finally understanding this has given me more freedom and peace than I ever had experienced before. I no longer feel the pressure I felt to get my family and friends saved. I pray and pray and pray I do not give up. But what had happened a few years ago was that Satan grabbed a hold of my mind so tightly and continued to twist the truth, to lie to me, and to distort God's plan. And I was falling for it hook, line, and sinker. My exact thoughts became, I lived with them for a year and a half. I was praying. I was worshiping. I was filling the atmosphere of their home and living by example every day. How come I couldn't save them? What's wrong with me? I'm failing as a Christian and I'm embarrassed about it. Have you had those thoughts or even similar ones in your life? I remember thinking, man, the pastor gets people saved every Sunday and I don't even come close to that in a whole year or even longer. Wait, have I ever got someone saved? Y'all, I'm sharing so openly with you right now because I refuse to allow Satan to keep you bound where I am now free. In that season, which was only five years ago, I felt so defeated, but that was the same time in my life that I decided to grow. I committed to spending time with God in his word every morning, and y'all know I've been going at that ever since. Do you know what it was that finally freed me of that, well, let's call it a lie, but let's call it what it really was. Do you know what finally freed me from that? guilt, that shame, that defeatedness, that embarrassment. It was this one small verse I have heard and repeated over and over and over so much so that I had the gist of it memorized before any of this even happened and maybe you do too. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul is sharing with the church at Corinth and describing the lives of himself and Apollos as servants of Christ. Beginning in verse 6, this is what he says, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work, for we are both God's workers and you are God's field, you are God's building. That's it. Paraphrase, one plants, another waters, God makes it grow. Say it with me, one plants, another waters, God makes it grow. Again, one plants, another waters, God makes it grow. It's not on me to make it grow. It's not my role to make it grow. My role is to plant and my role is to water. And when I finally understood that, Satan had no more ammo when it came to my family and my friends who weren't saved yet. Because now I knew my role and I knew God's role. And my prayers shifted. Now, for those who are not saved yet, my prayer is no longer always, God, give me the right words to say to bring them closer to you. In fact, if I'm really honest, that's actually not my prayer very often at all. But the conversation I do have with God, it sounds something like this God, use me as you see fit to plant seeds, seeds that will stick, seeds that will go deep and grow roots. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you send someone else to water those seeds, someone who can say something I couldn't say, someone who could reach them in a location I couldn't go to, model in ways I couldn't model. I trust your process, Lord. I trust your timing. I will be obedient to your assignments, knowing that planting and watering are my roles and growth is yours. Let's go. Yes, I often end my prayers with let's go because I get so pumped up talking to God, especially when there's like a game plan going forward. I feel like I'm in my playing days coming out of the locker room or a timeout with a plan, fully knowing my role, fully ready to put in the work, fully ready to execute the game plan, knowing his plan when I play my role is always victorious. You know what? I'm not ready to stop this chat. There's so much more I feel led to cover, so next week I'm hitting part two of this mini-series all about knowing your role, and let's see where the Holy Spirit takes this. Until then, you know I have to leave you with a challenge, and I am challenging you to plant this week to water this week, and to not only know that God makes it grow, but to fully release and let Him make it grow. Look for places to plant. Look for people to water. Maybe your prayer every morning will be, God, help me to see opportunities today to plant seeds and to water seeds. Can you do that? Will you accept the challenge? Know God's role. And if I didn't say it enough in the last 20 minutes, know your Roll. Thank you for joining me this week. Did you know that enrollment to the Bible Time Accelerator program is always open? You can sign up for my latest free masterclass at Podcast.com or head straight to the details to enroll. And let me just say, you may have been hearing about my newest 30-day program, Bible Journaling Bootcamp. This is an incredible program to get your relationship with God to another level by journaling through your time with Him. Women's lives are being transformed in these 30 days. You can enroll today or jump on the waitlist for the next round. This program fills up fast, so come on in. I would love to serve you. Let's keep in touch. Find me over on Instagram at Kayla Praise. I'll see you next time.